This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Gamefly, and you listeners right now can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime to get a free month of unlimited games. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy, hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where you need a heart to live. I am your host for this one, Bob, Deceitful Cow Mackie, and who else is here with me today? Uh, Christopher Prizepig Antista. <laughs> I'm Henry Gilbert, and I'm here to do a podcast. Oh, this is always death. <laughs> and yes, Talking Simpsons is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. And today's episode is I Love Lisa. Nothing beats a good porno movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which aired on February 11th, 1993. And Chris is going to tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. <gasps> Uh, the parody film Loaded Weapon 1 tops the box office. Uh, <laughs> President Clinton appoints Miami lawyer Janet Reno to Attorney General, and Apple introduces a new power book available for the first time with a color screen. Wow. God, so I do remember Loaded Weapon 1. It was one of those jokes. I watched my, it a par- ton. my parents would not explain to me, and we were watching it together, mm-hmm. and they were, they were interrogating a woman. It was like kind of like a basic instinct parody. Mm-hmm. And from the guy's perspective, she was just a beaver. Yeah, ah. and, and my parents were laughing at that. I'm like, "What? It's silly, but what, what? What does this mean?" And then only later, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I, I looked it <laughs> that up. Me, oh, I looked it up just for this. It's Emilio Estevez and Sam Jackson starring in the Naked Gun of Lethal. God, it feels so. The those Naked are both Gun to Lethal Weapon. The Naked Gun of Lethal Weapon movies. Both no. of those are dated concepts. Well, it's, it's so weird to see <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson playing a parody of a part he'd play a million times later for mm-hmm. real yeah They're just like no we're hiring you to be the actual crazy cop not a the year before pulp fiction well yes. it's no silence of the hams with don De- dom oh deluise which exists and i think Oof. went straight to video mm-hmm. and meanwhile r.i.p janet reno another reno. of 2016's mm-hmm. death salon she doesn't she wasn't <laughs> on the show she didn't do yeah. a voice okay mm-hmm. After she burned down that uh, crush <laughs> compound, she <laughs> flew over to the Simpsons. So, yes, today's episode is I Love Lisa, a classic. Um, so, where do we want to start with this one? Um, this is the an fucking Monster Mash? Yes. <laughs> Doing the Monster Mash with you on this beautiful Valentine's Day. Marty, why did you play that song today? There must be thousands of love songs. Well, it's it's kind of a love song. All the monsters enjoying each other's company, you know, <laughs> dancing, holding their evil in check. You played the wrong record, didn't you? <laughs> I love that joke. Why are you so doing much. this to me? <laughs> they, their back and forth is so great, and I couldn't tell. I, you know, I'd have to see the original script to know if that was a post-show joke or not, because they, it's it's it bookends the show and it does it so greatly. The Monster Mash cold open is one of my favorite jokes they've ever done. It's great, but Bobby th- Boris Pickett's The Monster Mash. I'll say it right here. One of the best songs ever made. But hmm. nobody, Listen to Laser Time's Monster Party. That's a great episode. <laughs> but nobody, co- no character comments on it. It's never a thing. Like, yeah. So I wonder if it's a post thing or not. I, mm. They did have to animate. They did have to animate Wiggum turning on the radio, but that could have been to any the song. Radio. Yeah, and it could have yeah. been old animation. You're right, Henry. I think I think we've been talking about this behind the scenes. We're seeing the holes in season four as yeah. writers leave and people are working on the critic. They're building things out of old animation. They're doing episodes that are lacking guest stars they wrote them for so i mean but it still works it's still a good, good joke built out of oh, old pieces so great. yeah yeah and i went i went and got an old clip just because this is the show that kind of 
fleshes out Ralph as a character, I think including giving him a last name and yes. a lineage. Yes. Uh, because I, our, when we were watching, um, what was it? Lisa's Pony. Lisa yes. gets a pony. We mm-hmm. see Ra- Ralph talks with the same voice actor who is, I forget who they are. Fuck, I wrote but it. Nancy. Um, yeah. But it's... He certainly tamed that horse. Yes, but what man can tame her? That's Ralph chiming yes. at, at the that end. That's like a slightly nicer uh, Nelson. But an articulate, yes. uh, an articulate, uh, refined Ralph Wiggum. And uh, love that chewing gum walk very regularly. One yes. of those guys was Ralph. So yes. he was just like the the, com- the smart commenting boy. Well, he was called Ralph originally as a, he was supposed to be Ralph Cramden. Yeah. Like, that was why he was called Ralph. But in the Mr. Bergstrom episode, she, he is definitely becoming the less intelligent Ralph who's mm-hmm. talking about Spyro Keats and Kevin biting me. <laughs> yeah. But this is Ralph becoming totally the Ralph we yeah. know. Like, this is this I, is that Ralph episode. This is defined Ralph forever after. I would say this is a very distinct and unique portrayal of Ralph where he is aware of his own uh, stupidity mm-hmm. and shortcomings. Later, he would just be straight up, uh, I guess the, the proper word would be intellectually disabled, where he's just oblivious to everything, uh, <laughs> just saying, like, non sequiturs and not understanding that he is, uh, you know, a little dim. Yeah. He he's, becomes the joke monkey. Yeah. Bit. And, and, but in this it worked one, for a few years. In this one, it uh, yeah, it's played on some levels, but so but first we get a bunch of scenes of Valentine's yes. Day, yeah. which are nice. Like Bart's prank is more involved than some Bart pranks. Like he has to <laughs> takes it, a lot of work to paint those. Involves a jeweler's eye, like yes. yes. And then that's called a loop. A loop. Yeah, I love loop. I love the cruelty of stapling over Santa Claus <laughs> with the Cupid at the <laughs> old folks' home, and then. A joke that never like felt like it should have become a runner, and I'm shocked they didn't do it, was that Barney's in love with Mo. Yeah, I, you they, go home. Did they ever do that again? I, I think it's one of the jokes from this era of The Simpsons and this era of the 90s where it's like, oh, this character is gay because that's funny, and that yes. they will never reference it again. Like, Bart that, being gay was a, was kind of like a runner throughout this, uh, like, the possibility of Bart doing things well, that are considered gay tie or it to feminine. something else. But th- 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 this joke was clearly that, because yeah. Mo's reaction was clearly gay panic. Yes. Uh, but but it's my one of my favorite jokes ever is when the this the brothel episode and all the characters walking out and everybody <laughs> gasps and there's nobody to gasp for Barney because Mo is the closest surrogate he has to a partner in life. Oh, uh, Barney! Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. So if you talk, like not not that he's even a mosexual, just that he's the only person in his life. It's he cute just that has no one. Else. It's cute that Mo took it upon himself to be like, I will like represent Barney because no one else will. <laughs> and uh, then you know, I don't know if you ever witnessed your your father doing this, but what? my father never remembered any date ever, and he didn't think like. But I think it wasn't that. He, my father isn't forgetful like Homer. He just doesn't care and doesn't thoughtless is thoughtless, careless. Mm. Those those are words for it. But like, didn't remember birthdays, didn't remember anniversaries. If he did remember Valentine's Day, he would just stop at a drugstore on the way home and buy a thing of hearts, like a rose in a tube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or the rose uh, that's or a, uh, a, a John Cena chocolate that... box from uh, Walgreens, <laughs> which this... I had to do for my lady one year. I went to her hometown. And I'm like, I need to slip away for a second and get something. I couldn't. I had to buy something at a drugstore. It was just very obvious that off-brand chocolate box. Uh-huh. Oh, you, yeah. get it, you get it at CVS. And, uh, and then that follows up with a mod joke, which does just make me sad. Yeah. Just, they, like, uh, 
Ned singing to Maud in the window. Oh, yeah, like, oh, poor Maud. I, I do like the joke of Homer forgetting because it kind of exaggerates what we've seen before. Homer lying and then uh, making an excuse and you hear the car speeding away. This I time he that. runs upstairs. We see him falling out the window. They all then, saw yeah. him. Like They would know. And he should know he saw them. But his excitement, I could identify that of just like, just take a guess. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we also get uh, like just to jump to Ra- we get to meet the new Ralph and I love wait real blah, blah. quick the, the, the Apu thing this was like the yes. meanest Apu had been to Homer yes. that yeah. point. he had only just been the friendly Mr. Homer guy but mm-hmm. this is him extorting a hundred dollars out of Homer Apu you gotta help me I need a Valentine's gift for my wife. wife perhaps this might be appropriate yes you saved my life how much one hundred dollars what that's highway robbery I won't pay it oh I think you will all right, but I'll never shop here again. If he discovers the discount supermarket next door, all is lost. <laughs> Nickel off on expired baby food. Sold! So, <laughs> did that scene just end with him paying it because... That was all Frankenstein together, the nickel off on expired baby food, oh, the thought in that. his head. I usually notice those things. And the sold was the total season three shot. Like so they reused they reused some stuff there to it it's more padding. I'm more noticing in every episode. Was was a poo like blowing the dust off of yeah. the chocolate box too? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're well, old chocolates all wipes it off. Yeah. yeah. Which everybody loves ashy chocolate on <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's my stage name. But okay, yes. <laughs> Elementary school. Oh, Ralph's introduction. Everything about this scene is great. Miss mm-hmm. Hoover, can we exchange our Valentines? Not just yet, Janie. First, we're going to construct paper mailboxes to store the Valentines. Isn't that just pointless busy work? Bullseye. Get cracking. Yeah. Yes, Ralph. My parents won't let me use scissors. <laughs> the children are right to laugh at you, Ralph. These things couldn't cut butter. <laughs> now, take out your red crayons. Miss Hoover? Yes, Ralph. I don't have a red crayon. Why not? I ate it. (laughs) (laughs) All this brings back horrible memories Mm. because I did for one... When I switched to a new elementary school in third grade, I thought... I can. I got to do something to stand out, and I ate a crayon, and I became like the guy who, mm-hmm. yeah, for a little while, like just feed him a crayon, he'll eat crayons it. Crayons like, yeah, crayons to Well, Antista. so that's by the end of the by midpoint of the episode, Ralph's just dumb. But in this, in these scenes, pitiable. it's played in a way. Well, not pitiable, mm-hmm. but that he is. He's aware. He's, he's conscious enough. Yeah. He is aware enough that he he like looks left and right like people are laughing. I said this thing, and they're laughing. I got attention. Like yeah. he knows. He knows him saying, uh, my head is glued to my shoulder. <laughs> like, it's nervous laughter yeah. of, oh, yeah. of, a, of a class clown, except he's a class clown, too, because he is such a dweeb. Like, I also do love that Miss Hoover is so... It's underrated ability of her to just be so on the nose of, like, yeah, this is pointless busy work. Waste time. <laughs> Bullseye. I thought it was funny because I, I guess they're drawing from them. The, the writers are drawing from them growing up in the 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. doing this. I did this in the 80s, Me like too. making the little mailbox. And you, and you had to write a Valentine for everybody. There was that's, no selective yes, Valentine. That's the rule. But you that's can't, how this wouldn't work yeah. in real life. You can't buy every time. Like, here's an interesting experiment. If you want to know mm-hmm. how our public education system is doing and how, mm-hmm. how sardine like the classrooms are getting, go into a Walgreens on Valentine's Day and see how many Valentines come in a box. Yeah. It's, it's, it went from like 12 600 to 8. 18 oh. to 30 because you have to cover the whole class. You have to cover the whole class and at least 30 like you got to buy enough to cover everybody. And yeah, that was that was the rule though. I remember as a kid one year 
I gave, I was like, okay, you got to give one to everybody, but I'll give two to this person, I this girl I have a crush on, and I'm going to give her two. Ew, you had a crush this on This is girl? before I knew things about <laughs> myself. Well, I was only going with the girls because you're supposed to. Supposed to. That's a, that's a Futurama reference. But <clears throat> so that was my way around it of like, Yes, everybody gets one, but you get two Valentines because you're extra special to me. But right? I don't, yeah, I don't know if if this scene is because just to service the plot, or I do think everybody getting a Valentine is an institution of our lifetime. Yeah, I think everybody you, gets a trophy. I think you, well, yeah. So what? <laughs> no, well, you think everybody loves and, you? You yeah, got to work yeah. for it. <laughs> everybody does deserve a trophy. Why shouldn't? Why nice. shouldn't you? Be, if you're forced to celebrate a national holiday, everybody should be allowed to celebrate. Yeah, yes. and that, that includes everyone getting a fucking Valentine and some candy. Uh, but I, I bet the writers probably. When I hear my dad's stories, and or like Charles Schultz has several Valentine's Day episodes about Charlie Brown never getting Valentines because yeah. yeah. you only gave it to the people you liked, and no one likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and this- that and you, I really did. I still feel for Ralph because I was I was also the unpopular kid in a class. Yeah. So oh man, here you go, Ralph. <gasps> you choo choo choose me. Happy Valentine's. <sighs> This that uh, very specific instance of that happening to me. yeah I was just this dork who was just always standing around people and like all the all the cool guys and the cool girls were writing notes to one another to uh, revel in their sexual aggression <laughs> in a, an appropriate Southern Florida Christian way mm-hmm. and giving notes to one another. and so every day they pass notes and I j- they would like it would just happen around me like oh. in slow motion like all these guys oh. and girls communicating and one day this one girl I remember and it beautiful girl named Lennon like oh, oh oh would you you can write me a note if you want I'm like I can I go <laughs> home I like study poetry and, like uh, pour through it rewrite because no, you're so cool you're so cool you're overthinking his note <laughs> and then I bring Fun. it to her and she like why did you oh like she totally forgot that she uh-huh. threw me a pity bone uh-huh. uh, it was it's one of those memories that stands out yeah like this so yeah. this I mean this also awakens a comp what well, doesn't awaken a complex is one I fight every day of my life and I think I've gotten better at but like it came, it came in around Ralph's age too of just feeling like you're you don't actually like me you pity me and that's and that is what that that was yes. the thing just through my head oh, all the time like being somebody else's burden like I yeah. have to do, I have to do something about you and it's gonna be painful be, like in fifth grade uh, a girl in class who I wanted to be friends with she hated me. But her mom was like uh, worked at the school and saw how sad I was and made her invite me to her birthday party, which was like the mom thought it was doing me a favor, but I knew I wasn't wanted. And so I, I, I had like, the opposite because like I didn't know I was being shown pity. Uh-huh. And it was just like this brief shining moment where someone sticks <laughs> up for me in front of a bully or like. Mm. No, he's cool. Check this out. And then giving me an opportunity to shine. Like, a couple people did that for me. A couple kids, peers, and Southern Florida High... Like, I just... Middle and elementary school, they, I totally got that service, and it didn't. It didn't fly. It totally flew over my head that that was pity. Hmm. It just felt good. Yeah, and I, I encourage you I, to encourage your children to do that for other children. <laughs> no, I just I saw it as pity. I couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my head. And so then now, when just people well, are ni- <laughs> when people are nice to me yeah. or are being helpful to me, and I don't know them well enough, I'm like, you're just pitying me, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? 
Yeah. I, wa- I want to go back to the Choo Choo Choose Me. There's yeah. an origin to that. Uh, yes. It was on the commentary. It was uh, Al Jean's idea because he received a Valentine as a kid that said that exact same exactly. thing. And he, he always wondered, did that girl really like me? And later when it was in life, like, I choo choo choose you. I really do. It yeah. says on the inside. I, I, I the last Valentine set I bought was a joke. WWE Valentine's. <laughs> yes. And just looking at how San- they don't say things like that. They don't mm-hmm. like even be mine isn't really there. And the WWE ones, especially, like, have a slam-tastic Valentine's My Day. My Spidey sense says, have a great Valentine's Day. <laughs> My Valentine's just, Day sense says, you're awesome. But they're just about, yeah, you being awesome, non-sexual thoughts, and You and being dead is day. my kryptonite. <laughs> but but, uh, but choo-choo-choo's thing, Bob, you're saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, that is what he engraved on his, uh, I guess, second wife's uh, wedding ring? Yeah, or engagement shit, ring? Really? Yeah. Like yeah. Before she, this episode came out? What's that? Uh, um, no, it was after. Much he, later, yeah. She was a writer for the show as well. That's uh, how they met, and they... Uh, and yeah, second wife and got up. that engraved. Got that engraved, <laughs> and they went to. They're they're the ones who they got married like at the Fox lot. Like they just That's said, disgusting. "Hey, the rest of the writers, come. <laughs> we're getting it. Well, second, it's their second wedding. You don't take it as seriously. You're True. just like, hey, okay, come to the cafeteria. And then they went to Ireland, where he. That's why he on a previous one we talked about the Quiet Man. He talks about watching that on his honeymoon. That's right. In yeah, the, his the Irish, place. Irish we learned honeymoon. so much about Al Jean. Uh, I the Vietnam flashback bit by the way yes so great it's it's the continual ramping up of johnny her and bart like i broke his brain like that's a way to joke about ptsd yeah but, i mean it is kind of cruel but uh matt Groening points out on this commentary it's one which, of my favorite commentary moments it's a great one and he's, he talks about how i think he reveals on this commentary for the first time he's like i based um bart on my brother mark mm-hmm. yep. and he's a vietnam vet and he thinks this is funny so we had license we thought we had license to do that so Maybe, and, maybe it's and they, okay. I and guess. they said that they got a letter from a Vietnam vet yeah. that said, this is not funny. And then the best joke is Frank Mueller, the writer of the episode, says... You should have written back and said there was no Vietnam. Flashback <laughs> on it. Uh, I, oh my god! Uh, I, I still, I'm sorry. I understand PTSD is a thing. If you do it on an intercom in an elementary school, it is going to be funny no matter what. Like that story will always be funny. Well, I think the cause did to be to get a little more distance is that it is very clearly an apocalypse, apocalypse now. now joke. It is. He yeah. has, in case you didn't notice, he's not just shaving his yeah. face the way Martin Sheen shaves his face in the movie. But there's the file with a photo of Kurtz yeah. next to Skinner it, on the. It boat. has a filter on it. It's not a yes. flashback filter. That's it's... the first time we actually see Skinner in Vietnam. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, on his swift boat for truth. <laughs> yes, he wasn't uh, enough of a hero. Fuck. I, I miss. I, I miss being mad about that. Uh-huh. Uh, but simpler times. Mm, yes. Uh, but I. This is this is. Oh, the awkward... beef hearts too, baby. The beef hearts are great. This Just do your job, heart boy. This is me talking to the first girl I thought liked me. So even if I oh didn't, I had to try and engage. Can I walk you home, Valentine? Sure, I guess. That Valentine sure was funny. <laughs> Glad you liked it. <laughs> it says "choo choo choose me," <laughs> and there's a picture of a train. Yeah, nice gag. <laughs> Uh, so, do you like stuff? <laughs> I mean, that is my conversational date move to this day. Yes, still, like, yes. I've thought of that on, like, bad dates or getting to know a uh, yes. prospective partner. Like, I've thought of that Ralph line, like, do I sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> back back when I was watching this, I was entering that, that horrible, horrific era of puberty where, like, mm. I just 
whatever it takes to get to titty. Just whatever <laughs> magic words there are. I say or do whatever I don't know what I'm supposed to do once I get to but titty. But you're searching. I have to. I, I heard have... girls like it if you beg, Chris. Yeah, well, <laughs> it took me uh, another decade to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Uh, and I think this episode, I mean, I applauded that it really... you It gets inside Lisa's side of it that you yeah. don't... There's so, so, so many things in pop culture, especially back then, that were just like, this dude has a crush on a woman who's not interested in him. But it's from his viewpoint. Mm -hmm. This is Lisa, who, from the beginning, they make it very clear, she only pitied him, she is not interested in him, and she is being as clear as she can, but in a nice way of like, I'm not interested in you, Ralph. But it wasn't even that she wasn't interested in him, she's a little girl who's not interested in anybody. She's also eight. And she didn't even explain it like, he's stupid and gross it was more that like i just don't want to do that at all yeah she's she's not ready and uh mm. ralph and her have nothing in common yeah also (laughs) that's that's Uh, true and so i love her rushing in and locking the door like that's a great sound joke and then she runs right into i like seeing bart and homer watching cartoons together it's sweet i love it when homer and bart are laughing their asses off at the same itchy and scratchy cartoon Mm -hmm. about needing a hard to live i'm watching looney tunes with my my father and mother who Mm -hmm. did at some point see all these cartoons like oh i remember this one and they're, they they make me laugh harder hmm. because they're laughing out of their own nostalgia, whereas I'm sort of experiencing Bugs Bunny for the first time. And it's it's nice Beautiful. to feel united with your parents. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and, I, it is a nice and taste. And it's here we learn about, uh, we get more of a taste of the history of Krusty's show. Because <laughs> they, he, are, they hate Johnny Carson so they much really this do. season. All of these clips are just pure Johnny Carson <laughs> moments. But what's great, though. Some of which we've seen before, like like the animals interacting with him. They've done the, the, the Krusty is Johnny Carson. But yeah. it's, it's that Krusty has done every style of show yeah. throughout every period yes. while being a clown. It's so weird. I mean, like, so it's the 29th anniversary of the show. This The show was written in 92. <laughs> Implying that it starts in '63, we see one clip from '63. Which, so, which, by the way, the like the year before Carson had had his 30th anniversary special, and then the next year he retired. So it's again, it's so specific about that even. Oh wow! But okay. the first clip they show is uh, is very specific. Hey kids, don't forget to watch my 29th anniversary show, featuring clips like this one of Sideshow Mel. Whacked out on Wowie Sauce. Wowie Sauce. <laughs> Everyone's always kissing your ass. Well, I'm not afraid to tell you, you're a m- Oh, I'd give anything to go to that show. I'd sell my firstborn son. Hey! You'll do as you're told. Love that line. By the way, you see that recycling of clips there to you'll do as you're told? Homer must have said a different joke after, instead of I'd sell my firstborn son, he must have said something well, you, else. Yeah. You mentioned it as an aside before we started recording that Sideshow Mel calls Krusty an, an asshole. asshole. You can see the lip movement. And the lip, lip, now. Like, the right. lip movement yeah. is very specific to asshole. All right. So that scene is a very specific recreation of a moment from The Tonight Show Johnny Carson, April 8th, 1977. Wow. All the guys working on the show were drunks. Like, yeah, they're I mean, all drunks. And cokeheads. Ed McMahon is just drinking booze out of a coffee cup throughout every episode yeah. of The Tank Show. I'm I doing the exact same thing. By the way. <laughs> but you're yes. not in front of a national audience. Well, no one's paying us. So <laughs> on this one, I, I cut out the first minute where it's a little more meandering, but they're talking about the um, the zoo woman who comes on the show and presents stuff, and Ed has been slurring his words and also getting very upset with Johnny over little things. Really? And Johnny's just trying to calm him down, but also looking <laughs> at the camera like, 
this guy's drunk. You all see this, right? So this this is where it gets even better. <laughs> Whacked out on Wowie sauce. For your people at home, uh, try and turn down the volume of Johnny Carson's suit in this clip. Oh, oh, what boy. the fuck, man? It's blinding me. Looks like the executive bathroom floor, if I can make a Simpsons <laughs> reference. Uh, John is an, an animal a handler and a trainer. And uh, you, you really think you're fooling everybody, don't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> and she I'm also, just here to do my best to help so you. I know that. And she does her three horse shows a day. Did you know that? At the Animal Park. Boy. What? What an exciting idea. <laughs> Would you like an army cot or something, maybe? <laughs> kind of catch up on a little, no, 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 na- no. little nappy poo? Just might no, snap no, no, you no, right no. out of it. Okay. I love Joan. I'm the only one who went down to see Joan. Doc has never seen her. You've never seen her. I went to the <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but you're upsetting it's, me. No, you're upsetting no. Me. I don't upset you. I went down, Joan, and I I know you it. did. That's all right. <laughs> don't say... What? I don't know her. I went down there. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> I, I, I know you went down there. And I held a baby I could, gorilla. I couldn't go with you that week. You held a baby gorilla. Good. All right. And uh, let's get her out here quickly. <laughs> wow. Dude. I think Johnny Carson is ha- only half drunk. And I'm, I'm, barely, drunk. I'm barely connected to the world of Carson. That video on YouTube has one million views. So this is clearly a very famous moment that it's, it's people the official are Johnny Carson uh, YouTube yeah. account. Yeah. And I'm shocked, they, I'm shocked they didn't title it Wowie Sauce or whatever. They're just very direct. Ed McMahon appears drunk on Johnny Carson's Tonight I like show. the appears. Like, appears. no one can sue us. Yes. <laughs> it just appears. Well, he's dead anyway. Yeah. Like they can't, You can say whatever you want about a dead man. Oh, man. But man, so that's that is what they're directly referencing. I'm sure that is one of several clips of him drunk. That's the most famous one. That's yeah. that's the one yeah. I always saw in the clip packages. So it's why I identified with it too. Mm. And uh then that goes straight into Homer, I also speaking of love life thoughts Ah, sweet pity. Where would sweet my pity. love life be without it? Sweet pity is that is uh, that is also me. <laughs> it would it would be my line of the show if not for another just something I've adopted into my regular speech every day mm-hmm. that happens later. Ralph thinks I like him, but I only gave him a Valentine because I felt sorry for him. Ah, sweet pity. Where would my love life have been without it? <laughs> what do you say to a boy to let him know you're not interested? Well, honey, what? let me handle this, Marge. <laughs> I've heard them all. I like you as a friend. I think we should see other people. I know speak English. I get the idea. I'm married to the sea. <laughs> I don't want to kill you, but I will. Honey, honey, I tell this boy that you're very flattered, but you're just not ready for this kind of thing. Thanks, Mom. And if that doesn't work, six simple words. I'm not gay, but I'll learn. <laughs> That's my line. He upped it from uh, three simple yeah, words. Not? I am gay. Why not? I'll give it to you, Hank. You've earned it. Thank you. My, mine would have been Ralph shows up and swears to do anything for the that father is... of the woman he loves. And <laughs> yeah. The tar fumes are making me dizzy. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> I do say that. I say yeah, is Homer in a, uh, in a hammock? Yes. yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I was responding to a tweet about The Last Guardian, and uh, I was like, don't make fun of Trico, the sweet dog boy. And uh, somebody said, he just ate me. And I was like, yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, but before that line is the massive revelation of this episode. What's it's that? a reveal. It's a full-on reveal. It is quite reveal. a reveal. Yeah. In my house, when the camera pulls out and we see who Ralph's dad is, uh, my mom and I were both, I remember being like, he's his dad. Oh Even my God. It's perfect. And Camp Krusty, we hear Wiggum, Ralph. 
Yes. And he gets. As they're throwing out the different, like, like, mail. She says, Wiggum, and throws him in. And it is Ralph, but an off model Ralph, but it is his voice that says, My insulin. Mm. So Ralph is diabetic. I'm one of those people, I, I have this a lot watching Seinfeld. I have no confidence in my own memory. Mm-hmm. I just assumed this has been going on the whole time. What did I yeah. miss? What did I miss? <laughs> but Chief Wiggum is is Ralph's dad. They admit on the commentary it was just they're like, oh yeah, he should be the dad, and then it's funny, and they just they had no other plans of that, and it is funny. It's perfect. They also say because they didn't plan it, mm-hmm. that's why unlike Millhouse mm-hmm. and other parents, they don't look exactly like their <laughs> their kid. Even it's though, true, even yeah. though. Uh, well, I forget her name, but Miss Wiggum looks exactly like oh Clancy, Clancy, <laughs> Clancy. <laughs> but the, in him, him I, shooting the nut. I didn't like, capture because it's such a visual scene. Please yeah, watch the just that scene. All the rest of you nuts. It's a great like metaphor for how he gives advice and he immediately like destroys that advice. He's like you know keep keep going at it, never lose your cool, and then he just like fires at the nut with his Remember gun. Remember that, the rest of you nuts. I and love it, when he un- unbutton. Well, he like ah, he doesn't yeah. even unbutton his shirt. He just forces his belly through it, and he goes, oh, yeah. And that and that Ralph isn't shocked that he shoots the gun. Yeah. I'm sure like, he's Ralph's used to like, it. well, I have to close my ears, but this is when he shoots his gun. And also, just the supreme unsafeness of breaking nuts with a loaded gun. With, 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 the, the bar- with the barrels pointed handles. at his chest, yeah, like so he's oh, so uh, great. Uh, yeah, it's the great. Movie it, as we, a, he's eating donuts off the off the barrel yeah. and shoots his hat off. It's well, like, oh, that, that was, was close. close. So right, I think right, right. we have one more Johnny Carson reference again. Oh, uh, <laughs> we saw this with the wolf in um, well, uh, Marge gets the job. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the exact same kind of scene where it's like Krusty being Carson interacting with an animal and this it goes is a lot wrong. faster. Yeah. Though. Hey, boys and girls! Only four days till my anniversary show. 29 years. And when I came on, they said I wouldn't last a week. <laughs> and you know where those reviewers are? All dead. How you doing on there, fellas? <laughs> eh? Eh? Anyway. <laughs> now, why do they call this a urine monkey? A- oh. <laughs> found out. That's funny for so many reasons. <laughs> we have to go to that show. Forget it. To get those tickets, our parents would have to be part of Springfield's cultural elite. Can you believe Flanders threw out a perfectly good toothbrush? There, yeah, actually, this reminds me. There's a weird, like, I would call it an F story because it's like two scenes of Homer yeah. stealing things from Flanders that yeah. goes yeah. nowhere. <laughs> He's just been doing it. I, yeah. But I only got that sound because it's the most really Doug good. sound effect I've ever heard in yeah. my life because yeah. it sounds like Dan Castellaneta making tooth- so, but toothbrush I don't get noises. The, okay, what is he saying you about? Is, like, is Homer... Homer knows a to- toothbrush from the garbage should be gross, so why would it be... A, That's the beauty why would of the joke. Realize now it tastes worse gross. than he could ever imagine. Homer is stupid. He's like, "Why would you throw out a perfectly good toothbrush?" And it's like, "It's been in the garbage. <laughs> yes. It's been used. It could be used to have clean things like a toilet." Yes. Uh, you never know. I do like the. That's funny for so many reasons. That's them even commenting on themselves of how cheap the urine monkey. Yeah. Urine is. monkey is such a great joke. A <laughs> urine <laughs> monkey. Again, we have a forum on Laser Time. That that name has to be available. Yeah. And that logo of Krusty in the Al Hirschfeld yeah. style that was drawn by David Silverman, who is an Al Hirschfeld. Super fan 
who even like has a drawing of himself drawn by Al Hirschfeld because you could commission work from him. I'll tell you so. how uh, how authentic this is. Like in every Al Hirschfeld, I think every Al Hirschfeld caricature, you can find the word Nina yeah. hidden inside Always of it because daughter's... that's his daughter's name, yeah. and you can find that in the crusty Wow, really? Caricature, yes, the word Nina. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. You one upped me there, Bob. <laughs> Man, this show has so many great clips. Uh, I I love how it yeah gets... they'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> they'll do <laughs> they'll that. Uh, but the idea that um. It's a, it's a brilliant stroke to make Ralph's father uh, Wiggum because, uh, man, he starts throwing his weight around yeah. uh, once his son... Ad- I, I, it looks like this is the first thing Ralph has ever asked for. That's, uh, yeah. that's just my me inferring that. But uh, even Hoover is compromised. I've selected the cast for our President's Day pageant. Martha Washington will be played by Lisa Simpson. <laughs> George Washington will be played by <clears throat> Ralph Wiggum. Oh. What? This is a travesty. Everyone knows I'm the best actor in this ridiculous school. Sit down, Rex. I will not sit down. Someone's gotten to you, you deceitful cow. Mm-hmm. It's absurd, Rex. Ralph won the part fair and square. That's the signal. Take the boot off the car, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Corrupt so, cops, I never. I have a lot of things to say about this. So Rex, yeah. we only see him in this episode. He's like the acting, the, the fey temperamental acting it's, child. It's a great name for a little boy born a 1940s actor. <laughs> well, he yeah. he's based on Rex Harrison, Rex Harrison from My Fair Lady, which is also and what... Dr. Doolittle. That too, but it's also the voice that Seth MacFarlane is doing when he does Stewie. Yeah. So it that's Stewie yeah. saying, you deceitful cow. Like, yes. that's, that's just a Stewie line. Like, it's exactly... Uh, who, does, who does his voice here? Uh, that's it's Dan Castaneda. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it's, credited, it's credited as I Michael I saw that on Wiki too. It's wrong. Like, that's and it was, so wrong. And yeah. I wasn't trying to figure that out, but we'll get to it in a, in a second. And I have one more thing to hear Michael Carrington mm-hmm. soon enough. That's what I thought. Like, Miss, Miss Hoover is a is like a superstar in this episode. Mm-hmm. She is never used more than she is in this episode. Yeah. She's even, like, lecturing Bart and disciplining Bart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of, were they just like, we don't want to pay for Edna? Like, that we don't want to pay. Yeah. It was it's just like, we're not giving her the money this week. The Simpsons will be right back. Thank you, fine folks, for listening. Hope you're not too bored. You know what the perfect solution is for being bored and always has been? Goddamn video games. <laughs> That's why this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And just so you know, you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial of the service. What is Gamefly? It's like net. It's like Netflix, but for games, you should know that by now. You create a queue. They ship out uh, two to three games to you. It's up to you. You play them for as long as you want, ship them back, and they'll just keep on shipping stuff from your queue. This is a great way to save money on not only playing a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old releases, because not only does Gamefly have over 8,000 titles ranging from PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, PS Vita, they go all the way back to the original Wii, the original Xbox, PS2 in certain cases. I know, right? And to sweeten the service even more, Gamefly allows you to buy a game back. Have you kept it out for a long time? Do you want to just keep it? Are you that settled into the multiplayer? You can buy that game back from Gamefly at an extremely reduced cost, and they'll send you the box and manual as if you purchased it anywhere else. Once again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can get started with a 30-day free trial for yourself by going to GameFlyOffer.com slash LazerTime. You like LazerTime shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, LazerTime's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. My story, though. So, for a long time, we've had this picture hanging up in the living room. 
And but it seems like more of a kitchen item. It's like let's move this into the kitchen. Okay. So I put one nail in, and I'm like, good. Uh, well, it says, you know, if I go here and go here, this is where the next stud should be, based on every other wall in our house. <laughs> so this is where the stud should be. There's no, there's no light fixture on that parameter. So I'm not gonna like bust a, you know, electrical anything. So I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Nice hammer two. All right. Oh, little resistance here. So I'm gonna hit it harder. Kabam. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a torrential. Oh, I hear that too. A torrential downpour of water gushing at maximum speed. Oh my god, really? And I'm like, uh, let me. And I, I take the nail out of the wall. Oh, it scorched you in the eye. And I swear to Christ, (laughs) like a Bugs Bunny cartoon struck oil, water shoots out in a perfect arc (laughs) at high pressure through the entire kitchen and hits me in the fucking face. Goes all over the floor. The first, my, my instinct, immediately, what do you think you do? Um, put your mouth on the hole. Put your finger over it. I put the nail back in. Oh. <laughs> and it fucking works. It sounds like a fucking waterfall. Holy shit. And it's, by the way, it is 10 o'clock at night on Saturday. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, first thing, we have to call a plumber. Mm-hmm. I call one. But yeah, there's, you- a, there's a lot of, quote, 24-hour places. Really? She's like, okay, can I get some information? Like, fucking fine. <laughs> What's your full name and your email address? And <laughs> what's that zip code? And can I also get a block? I'm just like, the whole lobby. Our 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 apartment is above a garage and, mm-hmm. the, and a lobby, and it is filling with water. Whoa. And she's like, uh, the soonest we can get that is tomorrow morning. Like, did you not hear what I said? <laughs> and tell me your avail- availability first before first. I spell my, my, it's just like, my old you, Counter-Strike can you name just say, my email. How about... Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. But uh, Krusty knows what side his bread his bread is buttered on, and has given uh, tickets to Ralph. Oh, and gives them to Lisa. in the tunk. Yeah, in, in the, the tunk. T- and but also the Bart holding up the Krusty home pregnancy test that all- says, "Make oh, you got it all." Yeah, yeah. So okay, great. we're good. <laughs> <gasps> tickets to the Krusty anniversary show. Oh, he must want me to go with him. Oh, it isn't fair. I'm ten times the Krusty fan you are. I even have the Krusty home pregnancy test. I'm not sure I should go. I don't even like him. You're right, Lise. You shouldn't go. It wouldn't be honest. I'll go, disguised as you. What if he wants to hold hands? I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. What if he wants a kiss? I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. Hmm. What if he... You don't want to know how far I'll go. Another Bart could be gay joke. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but gay that, for pay. But that <laughs> reference there is like, that's too far. They're eight. Yeah. Ralph won't want to do anything else than a kiss. Ralph like, will want to fuck you and your dick. Yes. Do we have a clip of how Wiggum got those tickets? Uh, only well, the one I got at the, the beginning. Pre- the, the pregnancy... Nothing beats a good porno movie. <laughs> but, uh, so first, the pregnancy test says it may cause birth defects, which yeah. if it's something you have to pee on, how can it even do that? Like how do you? Maybe you have to put it in you. (laughs) So well, like we didn't. uh, You don't have the clip, Chris. But it's just like I feel like this is like could be the dirtiest joke. It is. Wiggum, but he Wiggum is telling the kids about how he busts uh, Krusty in a porno theater, and uh, there's a great like tag on this, which is made of reused footage, but it's also very disgusting. It's a good porno movie. Chief Wiggum, 
Is this a bust? Uh, yeah. That's just what it is, a bust. <laughs> that story isn't suitable for children. Really? I keep my pants on in this version. So, yeah, Wiggum uh, was... Uh, <laughs> Lisa even goes, it's one of the dirtiest jokes yeah, in the Simpsons Chief Wiggum ever. was beating off in a porno <laughs> theater. Well, I mean, now that we know, what else do you do in a porno theater? So, yeah. Paul Rubens, in yeah. July 1991, was arrested. So Unfairly. In Sarasota, is, Florida, my Sarasota, home state. Yes. And so, this is a very direct reference to a children's entertainer being caught in a porno theater. Yeah. It is a very direct reference to the Pee Wee thing. Wow. Uh, but right before this, it was Homer hanging Ned's diploma on the wall. From Oral Roberts University, which is a Christian college. Yes. <laughs> but why did Ned throw that out? Yeah. That's what I want to know. That's when Homer had to break into his house and take. Yeah. And, and he's like, you do mean stealing, don't you? Like, that was a good line. Ah, uh, yes, I had Homer- that one as well. Okay. Is it right to take things from people you don't like? Sure it is, honey. You do mean stealing, don't you? Well, actually, it's not as bad as stealing, but my conscience is bothering me. Your conscience? Lisa, don't let that pushy little weenie tell you what to do. <laughs> Homie, that's a terrible thing to say. Oh, shut up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yes, Homer's sir. weenie conscience isn't doing so hot, and he'll be dead in about four episodes, yeah. and he'll be buried in the ground by evil Homer. And he has the same voice as the recruiter of the Communist Party. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I feel like this Homer stealing stuff probably was the B-plot until they just erased most mm. of it, yeah. and they felt like the Lisa stuff was the strongest. There could have yeah, been maybe. like a payoff to it, but it's just, just like two scenes, and that's it. Yeah, they feels, save feels... their best jokes from it. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's save those two jokes. But then the next scene is where we hear Michael Carrington that... as the announcer okay, yeah. of this crusty thing and the voice of Sideshow. It's the Crusty the Clown 29th Anniversary Show. We watch as much of the show as we have. Like, who Angry. is that? Who is that guy? Angry if young man. Yeah, if it's not one of the six main characters yeah. or a guest star. It's probably Michael Carrington. If it sounds like a black person. <laughs> because he is the only black guy that Simpsons writers apparently know who's a writer. Well, like, there was the guy who, who uh, created the PJs, who I think uh, he is a black man and he was a writer, maybe, for the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, he Eddie was Murphy, the one. Eddie Murphy, right. Yes. Uh, no, no, on a, I forget his name, but uh, on a classic Simpsons commentary moment. Okay, so flash forward to the Mensa episode. Yes. Where they make fun of East St. Louis. Uh, and so... One of the writers on the show, or a friend of a writer on the show, who later would become a writer on the show, is a large black man who is mm-hmm. from East St. Louis. And so he... he Larry got... Wilmore created the, the PJs? That's him, yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know if he's from there, but he pretended to be the mayor. Yeah, so he... That. No, this is it's not Larry Wilmore. It's a different guy. Okay. Steve Tompkins? Yeah, Steve Tompkins. Okay. So he's pretending to be... He's pretending to be the guy from East St. Louis who is then threatening... Uh, the guy, the writer of the joke. It was Matt Selman. It was Matt Selman. He's threatening Matt Selman and saying, "Like I'm from East City. I'm the mayor of East St. Louis. You really hurt our feelings." And can I just get a moment alone with him? And <laughs> just like, sure. I'll tell you what. Actually, I I just heard this commentary like a few weeks ago, Henry. Um, wow. So uh, someone from East St. Louis uh, called Matt Selman on the phone. Mm. Like, why are you making fun of our our city? And he said, because it's a crack ridden slum. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> right. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> and so he got his comeuppance by having Larry uh, Wilmore or Steve Tompkins, whoever it was. It, it was uh, not Larry Wilmore. You no, know Larry yeah. Wilmore. Come on, impersonate impersonate <laughs> the mayor. Come on, yeah. Larry Wilmore, man. Mm. 
but meanwhile, Michael Carrington is their only African American friend from Harvard, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he, um, I, he's I don't the know one if he's guy the Harvard guy. Yeah, but he's but he is funny, and he wrote the heart attack episode we just Elmer's triple bypass yeah. co-wrote it, uh, and with Richard yeah, Pell. And so he is the announcer here, and he plays Sideshow Raheem, which was a joke they cut out of some airings. Uh, I that's this is my confession. I have I've been watching off a torrent to uh-huh. easier to make it easier for me to capture sounds from it and i i didn't see uh sideshow rahim at all yeah it's not a great joke those syndicated episodes have the same consistent cuts throughout Mm -hmm. i mean like they're decided way ahead of time but yeah i I like i like angry angry young man yeah (laughs) so another production note on it when Krusty throws to the president in the audience, Ooh, yeah. they animated both Bush and Clinton because wow. they didn't know who it would be. And so they subbed in Clinton at that time. And so. according to Groening, uh, he had to like pressure them to have a Clinton scene, like an alternate mm-hmm. Clinton scene, because no one thought he would win, yeah. apparently, on yeah. the writers. On the writers I wonder staff. what that's like. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but it, I did love the uh, Robert Frost poetry reading mm-hmm. because Conan O'Brien is producer on the show, at, at credit at, the, at this point. One of my favorite moments in the show, he does this, Conan O'Brien does this exact thing on his late night show to Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's right. The oh, exact same yes. thing. Where like, And he says almost the same thing, like, yeah, sure, a little snow would be fine. And he dumps a giant load of snow on Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Well, and then, hey, Rusty, you want some snow, man? Discuss this, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was for if that clip is from nineteen sixty three. Robert Frost died January 29th, nineteen sixty three. That's pro- that probably killed him. So yes, that's what kills him. Uh, Asbestos laden fake snow. And right before that, Crusty uh, whiffing his monologue joke again, just cruelty to Carson. Is that pointing out like Carson's monologues aren't even funny? No one would laugh at him. Just the applause, applause, and nobody is. Like people would laugh at his first joke on his anniversary show, they wouldn't be silent. I heard Bart can't be the only fan in the world. I heard a story about Carson recently, and it was like basically he was like, "Oh, they're making fun of me. I'm going to quit." Because he knew oh. that 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 it was time to quit when they start making fun of you, mm. and this is like one example he's, of how he was like out of date. Three decades yeah. of television as being television's coolest man. Yeah, and when they start making fun of you, yeah, it's over, man. <laughs> and I, I, I like only going back and like listening to I forget what I was watching, like a, the the televised '90s version of a podcast, but like comedians hated Johnny Carson <laughs> as being the gatekeeper to like whether you're successful or not. But while if he being let you through unfunny. that gate, if he let you through that gate, but not a lot of people then, got up to the gate. Yeah, you know, and, no, it was, I mean it was about getting booked on it. And also, I think he liked two women comedians ever, Joan Rivers and Joy Behar, and then and no other woman got to go through. I thought Ellen DeGeneres got Oh, Ellen did, you're right. Ellen did. So uh, do we have Krusty hopped up on goofballs? Oh, my God. that it's The animation is so great. Try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Yeah! <laughs> what was I on? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. I, I love them establishing out on television. Yeah, I love how they establish the the history of the show. Yes. We'll see more of this in Bart After Dark in season six. Just like he has been doing this for thirty years uh, in every format. Now mm. almost sixty years. If you if you want it to count this as canon, you should. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's talking to uh, Meanie as yeah. well. I just hope these jokes aren't like I know. People can watch The Simpsons today as if it was were made today, despite the quality and animation and the stretching by FXX. These jokes, they have to go over the head of anybody under twenty. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, how old is this show? I totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, but the 
I did it as my intro thing. I always think to uh, this is always death. I'm just like, this, I love. Oh God. I don't want to do I this. I love audience participation. I think of this whenever I do a live retronauts panel. And sometimes I say it. It's like yeah. now it's time for the Q and A panel. This is always death. <laughs> <laughs> now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh God, this is always death. All right. Uh, I love Miss. Oh Crusty. no! Please don't show me with Ralph. What's your name, son? Ralph. And is this your girlfriend, Ralph? Yes, I love Lisa Simpson, and when I grow up, I'm going to marry her. No! <laughs> wow. Now great. you listen to me. I don't like you. I never liked you. And the only reason I gave you that stupid Valentine is because nobody else would. Watch this, Lisa. <laughs> you can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And now. <laughs> uh, I just want to compliment the lapse of time there and how brilliant that transition was from it was the a, live show to Bart watching it on tape it was a great yeah it was a great, like I want the VCR that actually plays the sound as you go frame by frame <laughs> yeah I, that was a bit much but yeah. I but you're taking away from the best one of their best act breaks mm. ever because yeah it they her saying that immediately going into her regret the next yeah. day is so like speedy and efficient Amazing. use of time, and and then just watching his heartbreak in slow mo, pausing it when he sees his heartbreak. I've seen that like that gets memed a ton these days yeah. too. I've seen it a, a lot. Just the exact moment someone's heart usually right into March crunking. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that we didn't March see the crunking. aftermath of that. The awkward ride home. Yeah. Uh, what happened immediately? Yeah. Wiggum trying to like console Ralph. Like I'm glad I just like cut right to the Simpsons home the day after. <laughs> and though <laughs> apparently is... Wiggum would have driven him home fine because he thought it was went well. Thought it went great. <laughs> yeah. Till he learns uh, the truth. And uh, this is a great clip for these life and times. Something wrong, officer? Yeah. Got a tail light out. Where? Right there. You know, one day honest citizens are going to stand up to you crooked cops. They are? <laughs> oh, no. Have, have they set a date? Uh, <laughs> he is officially dumber than Homer I, in this episode. I love how he, he immediately caves <laughs> yeah, into the, yeah. the, the threat of pressure. He immediately like, acknowledged it like, yeah. uh, crooked cops like me? <laughs> well, oh. and, also, and also him chasing the duck, like his uh, waddle while it. chasing so, the duck. Is, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work well in sound, but so yeah. funny. Uh, and they talk on the commentary that they were uneconomical of using Valentine's Day and President's Day in the same episode when they, they're joking like we're running out of days and we're going to have to do Arbor Day soon. That's great. They're showing up like a decent passage of time without yeah. trying very yeah. hard. It's It's been a week, but it also... It also didn't stop them from doing later Valentine's Day episodes. That's anyway, true. Anyway, they did a number of a them. A bad clip show came out of that. Yeah. Well, right. I was going to say the, uh, the Elton John episode. Yeah. With, uh, I'm with Cupid. With old Mint Julep. There's too many things happening on The Simpsons that make me think of these life and times. And the mediocre president song is a good oh, one. because if I you, didn't need to see all this president if stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> well, if you... If you're reading as much as I am about uh, what systems are in place to dethrone an elected president, <laughs> it's reading because of lot. these people. Yeah. Uh, and it's because, especially the, the last one, I love the song so okay, much. Well, it's just a great song. It's, the, it's one of the more unsung uh, Simpsons songs, I it think. Is. It's so catchy. It's so like on point, and it's short. Yes. And I think George H.W. Bush would be in this if he wasn't just <laughs> deposed by Clinton. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. But I think this, uh, well, let's hear it first. Yeah. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a wonderful evening of theater and picking up after yourselves. That we begin action. with a tribute to our lesser-known presidents. We are the mediocre 
I love the phrase caretaker president. Yeah. Just well, like, we're just keeping the doors open. The fascinating history of William He was the guy who got pneumonia for like giving his inaugural dress. In, they said in the he cold. ate cherries at the wrong time. I, I think that's poisoned. apocryphal, but I think yeah. just like uh, he caught pneumonia and that could kill you at that time. Yeah. Well, then he it. also gave too long of a speech. Like, yeah. except, Hours in the rain yes. during yeah. his inauguration and like the country wasn't ready for that transition to power yet and they constantly mm-hmm. had to write things to keep uh, idiots and malcontents and unqualifiables out of the mm-hmm. office <laughs> and there are means is all I'm saying pull me stop pulling me away from the mic yeah but that I was going to mention that joke of uh, not reacting to Skinner's joke yeah they, they already did that this episode like it was just a little that was a little weak because they already did that with Krusty not getting reacted they're going right. to do that on Dave when he swings real hard in Michigan <laughs> but I you know I bet Jeff Martin wrote it but when I think of guys who love presidents i think of conan i think this was yeah. i think this was a conan thing though it is just a harvard thing of like i learned every president and yeah. i know all president history but upon reading <laughs> <laughs> whenever i stumble upon, uh, stumble upon one of these presidents names and like when reading something i think of this song yeah. like yeah. especially like fillmore Dude, or i wouldn't Anderson. know any of those people <laughs> without like one poster Hayes. in elementary school in uh, the simpsons mm-hmm. but i love but this is what's i find to be great and it's not really um, it, maybe it's my interpretation that Ralph gets over the heartbreak by finding another way to excel, or maybe yeah. he excels because he's a failure. I, he, I don't... he channels his uh, grief and misery into this role yeah. and finds a way to express it. Yeah. I don't think it's it's as lame as like a, a hidden talent. But it's just mm-hmm. like in the moment, working through his shit. We never see him act again. No. Well, and so I what... also admire Springfield Elementary for leaving a working fireplace on an elementary school stage. Impressive. <laughs> well, uh, that butt Nixon joke was, as a kid, I did not know who Nixon I am was. Not a so I didn't get that joke. And now they could not do that show, uh, that joke on no TV. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the Ostel of East to AB thing, that's a little lame. It it's, is kind of lame. It, it's, but it's something that Bart would do. It is what Bart would do, but. I, I'm thinking more of the construction of this. So the planned scene that the a teacher put on mm-hmm. was the assassination of Lincoln. <laughs> it is a little a weird. Kids yeah. Presentation. With Why one line for Millhouse. Do, but at least showing the audience's reaction of like, he's killing. Why are we watching Lincoln's assassination? And Homer's like, get a boy, finish him off. <laughs> I would have liked it more if Bart like crashed the play as, uh, as the assassin. And you yes. know, Millhouse was like giving the Gettysburg address or something. Uh, would it, yeah. But, yeah, Ralph, kill, Ralph ends up killing it. Would you put a price on the air we breathe or the providence that sustains us? But couldn't we just give in to the British? Never! That boy is magnificent. He makes me want to learn more about our founding fathers. To the library! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bart moves everybody. Willie cries, yeah. and you know what? I wanted to mention Willie because I think we see his, his first like oh. contentious relationship with Skinner. Yeah. Before yeah. it's sort Can't of like it down anymore. yeah, before they just sort of have their own lines, but now you can see there's tension between them. It's a cheesy Scotty joke, but I do like it. is It is very true. Watering down that orange drink is what happens. Like you never <laughs> want to actually drink orange drink 
at a school function. I, I'm and more like one... it to solidify Skinner's dedication to the orange drink. Yeah. And the Legends of the Hidden Temple, Teddy Roosevelt's uh, speech. Oh, yeah. Enjoy right. some orange well, he's drink talking about the money they lost. That end production, like him <laughs> lifting up into the air. Like, how much did that cost the school? Yeah. I, I did love the sign gag, too, of you must see it to get course credit. <laughs> Principal Skinner. Like, that was the review. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Oh, and it's it got, Lisa ends up giving uh, Ralph a new card. Lisa! Hi, Ralph. You were great tonight. Aw, uh, thanks. I've got something for you. Let's be friends. It says bee, and there's a picture of a bee on it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like it. Mm. So one of the few good jokes in another Simpsons clip show, mm-hmm. the probably one of the worst clip shows they've ever done, is uh, them mentioning how this was an unseasonably warm Valentine's Day because they're just walking outside <laughs> with true. no jackets. There's there's no snow. I mean, well, presumably they're in a Midwestern type uh, setting or a place with seasons. You know, February more would be of cold. The environment now. Yes. I'll set up. I'm- <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, the winter of Mister Plow was a harsh winter. Yeah, though then again, maybe this is post God getting mad at Mister Plow. And, yes. and turning up the heat, and so that's why they're so unseasonably warm. That's true. Uh, and they try to big up Ralph at the end, saying mm-hmm. he's popular now. All these other girls like him. He found self confidence, but because it's a sitcom, as we'll also see in the next episode, this progress is dashed yes. by the next time. Like Ralph's back to square one again. And I feel Henry, like uh, if David Merkin was running this episode, he would make a comment on how this would just go back to normal because he totally. was he was way into that. Like progress, we were, we're rolling it back. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Another that's wacky it. adventure. Yeah, I carumba. Yeah. That's the spirit. But that's what the end of the episode is—a reset of the status quo. Well, it resets for them, but M- Ralph is more popular after winning. It resets their relationship, mm. but Ralph is more I popular see. after it, seemingly helping his problem. Like now, other girls like him, so he doesn't need to worry about Lisa. The Monster Mash resuming is the greatest yes, ending. I love favorite. that. We got to so close much. out with Monster Mash. Oh, look at that! Attention, all units! Riot in progress at not tonight. Hey, hey! Bill and Marty here, wrapping up a beautiful President's Day. To George and Abe and all the rest, <laughs> here's a special song just for you. I was I love how it plays out throughout the entire credits, and they make no excuse. It's like, well, uh, maybe we Dracula's the president of uh, Halloween, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And their swings are like timed to the music. It's yeah, yeah. I, I like it too. It's just a beautiful ending. It makes Monster Monster Mash kind of heartfelt. You never like, hear that song outside yeah, of October. It's, it's great. So great. <laughs> Love that song. And now people, this is during Christmas. They're listening to this Valentine's Day episode and they're going to hear the Monster Mash. I warned you. So it's, it's very much like the next year's Halloween episode that ends with a Christmas joke. That's right. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Which we'll get to in... Uh... Jesus, maybe August. Uh, it'll be much sooner than that, Chris. If, if, so. if America's still around. Yes. But hey, let's be friends. There's yeah. a picture. Yes. I, it's, this is a very sweet episode. And it and I also like that it's sweetness filled. Like the B plot is just being mean to Johnny Carson. <laughs> yes, so. uh, and he deserves it. Yeah. What a what a horrible man. Uh, they basically imply he was like a well. He had sex with all of his uh, secretaries. It's, he was a total philanderer. I don't want to shit this, all over. Sixties and seventies probably very consensual. Certainly. Probably in their contracts. Yeah. This has been a mercifully short uh, talking Simpsons. Thanks so much for listening. I've been your host Bob Mackey. You can find me online on Twitter as Bob Servo. 
I also write for Something Awful and Fandom.com. You can listen to my other podcast, Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast every Monday on Retronauts.com or usgamer.net. It's great. Everybody else, tell us where we can, where we can find you. LaserTimePodcast.com, where you can find Laser Time, which did a whole show about the phenomenon of the Monster Party song. Yes. Kicked off by uh, Bobby Boris Pickett's Monster Mash. It is... The most I've ever annoyed Brett in an hour before, and I, I take great pride in it. Nobody liked the episode when it came out. It's it's kind of coming around because that guy. That is not the only song that guy made, but they mm-hmm. all sound like that. I do like how mad Brett got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I this was, was doing this thing. I was doing X late one night. Something that rhymes with night, and that he did that over and over again. I, I love werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, spooky scary. scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G is my Twitter, and I thank you for following me there and all the wonderful things I write on fandom.com. I also hope that you choo-choo-choose to support us on patreon.com slash laser time. It's what made this show possible. It's where you'll find the first season of Talking Simpsons is on there if you want to listen to it, as is our season two, three, uh, season two and three wrap-ups. Bob and I were just talking about potential things to do for the season four wrap up got some fun ideas yeah uh and yeah i please support us there it makes it all possible and we've got tons of great other podcasts on there christmas goodies as well that are patreon exclusives that you're missing out on if you're not part of it you want to watch sonic's christmas blast with the with with your boys (laughs) no any no you should you should we're also watching uh we watch die hard and home alone uh together as a group and And you could go to our um old not old but the uh the band camp and downloadtime.bandcamp.com we have a whole gremlins one gremlins batman returns Scrooged, uh, Home Alone One, uh, Die Hard, and Iron Man Three. Wow! Uh, Who I championed just a few weeks ago on Laser Time is Shane Black, the uh, undisputed king of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great. Good time. Well, that's it from us this week. We'll be back next week when Homer gives up beer and duffless. See you then. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld. An eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included and his son The scene was rocking over digging the sounds Igor on chains backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They played the mash They played the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They played the mash It caught on in a flash They played the mash they played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rex's voice did ring. 
seemed she was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Rack's a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what it said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash 